Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Career Services Assistant Director Travis Klein. And I'm the Director of Career Services. Oh, wait, I screwed that up. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) No, 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 no. We can leave it on there. Okay. Uh, And I'm Hannah. Christian, the Director of Career Services here at Northwest. <laughs> and today's guest on our podcast is... Uzen Adebi. I'm currently a sophomore at Northwest Missouri State University and an international student from Lagos, Nigeria. And what are you studying, Hussein? Nearly switched to a computer science major. It used to be a pre-engineering. <laughs> really Welcome. Welcome it. <laughs> it's great to have you on the podcast. Yeah, it's great to be here. So when we chat with students, very first thing I'm always interested in, especially with international students, is could you share with us the story of how you got to Northwest from your hometown? Okay, uh, so basically, it's a pretty interesting story, I'd say. I got an agent. My dad linked me up with an agent because it was the one who initiated traveling abroad. I always wanted to study abroad when I was young, but... When I grew up, I kind of grew out of that interest and went to a Nigerian university for a while. And then my dad said, okay, I've got this opportunity for you. You just got to take this SAT and IELTS exam. They got this agency. And then they picked out, I think, four schools, which Northwest happened to be a part of. No, Northwest wasn't even included at first. (laughs) The schools were, uh, I think, Oklahoma and the other three schools, right? First half of... uh, 2020 March went by, then COVID, everything got locked down. So those schools stopped responding. (laughs) And then they added Northwest to it, being like, okay, let's add Northwest. And then I was like, okay, let's see how this is going to go. And then eight of my friends from that agency said they're going to Northwest. And then I was like, oh, okay, I have no choice. I'm going to go to Northwest. Let's see how (laughs) this is going to turn out. And then I went for my visa interview. I got my visa, thankfully. But those eight of them... Each and every single one of those eight guys got rejected for their visa. So I got to be the only one that came to Northwest. At first, I was like, oh, this is going to suck. I don't know anyone at Northwest. But then it all kind of lined up like pretty well. So so which was, what was your first semester here? Spring 2021 was my first semester here. So why pre-engineering in the first place? And then what precipitated changing that? Pre-engineering in the first place was because when I was young, like I think around six or seven or something, me and my brother used to say we want to become an engineer. I used to say I want to become a doctor, and then he would say we want to become an engineer. And then one of our uncles is an engineer, is literally the richest person in my family. And then because of money, we said, okay, we're both going to become engineers when we grow up. And my dad was like really supporting it, being like, he really wants us to be an engineer. So we're like, okay, let's do what he wants. And then I got, I got to college. Even in my first year in college back home, I was starting to realize that, do I really want to do engineering? But, and then my dad in, introduced this idea of traveling abroad to study engineering. And I was like, okay, let me go with it. Don't let me tell him I, I don't want to do engineering anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then I came here, started pre-engineering. First semester, I felt like it was okay because I was taking math classes and stuff like that. I really like math a lot. I don't like chemistry, but I was like, okay, yeah, I didn't like chemistry. So I understand the fact that it didn't go well. And then second semester, I took physics one and that didn't go as, as well as I thought. <laughs> I was like, am I sure I still want to continue with this? And then third semester, which was last semester, 
then I took physics too. And then I realized I can't continue with this. I had to have this talk with him. We went back and forth being like, oh, do you want to switch? Are you sure you want to do this? I really, I've told everyone my son is an engineer in the US. My son is studying engineering in the US. And I'm like, that is really what I am comfortable with. No <laughs> one to tell you friends. And then we ended up switching to computer science. And here I am. What is it about computer science that you like? Is there... Is it the coursework is better because you don't have to take physics anymore? Or is it, you know, something specific with computer science? I wouldn't really say it's because I don't think it's because I don't have to take physics anymore. I think it's considering the fact I took programming last year. I think I, I developed this kind of really weird interest in programming. I've never developed that kind of interest in any course I've ever taken in my life. And then I was like, okay, I think I want to do this. So even if I graduate, I think I'll be a full-time programmer. I think that's what I want to do. And I know the, yeah, I know the content areas are kind of different, but some of the thought processes are sort of similar. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Can you talk right. about that a little bit? I'm currently taking programming too, right? Programming one and programming two are different uh, languages, Python and Java, but they're like really similar when it comes to coding wise. For we're currently working on arrays right now. The name arrays is just basically list in Python. So those names make it seem like, oh, it's very different. It's really not di that different. It's really not. It's not different at all. It's just knowing th what they're talking about in the language. And there are going to be a little bit of different rules. Like the rules are going to vary a little bit, but they're still like really similar. They're still really similar, but just different rules. A little bit. So speaking of languages, did you grow up learning English in school or did you have to learn it? Like on your own outside of school? How did you learn English? Surprisingly, a lot of people don't believe me when I say this, but English is actually my first language. Like actually first language. Every one of my, my sister's first language was also English. But my parents' first language was our native language, Yoruba. But when we got when my parents gave back to us, right? They didn't like teach us with our native language at first. Everyone who comes to our house, visitors, family members. They talk to us in English. I think that's kind of like the rules my parents had with them being like, our parents' first language is going to be English. Then growing up, I think when I started, when I was around uh, nine, 10 years old, that's when I started learning, like being very good at native languages. And then when I became 13, 11 and above, then I took, started taking Arabic classes. Then I can, I can speak four languages. So Yoruba. English, yes. Arabic, and... And Pidgin English. So uh, Pidgin English is just literally a broken English. Uh-huh. I'll say, I'll say one thing, three things in Pidgin English. No, two things in Pidgin English. They're the same spelling, all true, but it means two different things. One is Yudejim, and two, Yudejim. They're literally spelled the same thing, but Yudejim means, are you at the gym? And Yudejim is, are you working out? So... That's our, that's our, it's basically English, but we just, so our, it, but it's the way you say it. Yeah. Right? It's, the way you it's say it. intonation and the way you yeah. say things. Huh. Yeah. And you also work as a career ambassador in our office. How did you find the job here in career services? In my freshman year, I was looking at a couple of jobs because as an international student, having a job on campus is really going to be helpful. So I was looking at the human resources website. I saw career services career ambassador's position. I saw uh, Mabel Cook's student ambassador position and I saw a library assistant position. So I applied for all three positions, but I didn't know career services was actually going to reply to my email being like, 
come for an interview. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got this email, be like, come for an interview. Oh, come sign up for an interview, 5 p.m. today or something. It was a Thursday, and then said, uh, come sign up for an interview, 5 p.m. on Friday. And then I, ru- I rushed to the career and be like, you got to help me out with my resume. <laughs> <laughs> and then I set up a mock interview. I think it was, yes, it was with Travis. I set yep. up an interview. And surprisingly, <laughs> every single question Travis asked me <laughs> was what I was asked at the uh, actual interview. So I guess that was like really good. And I didn't have prior knowledge, just for the record. It's just generally <laughs> what I ask is what we happened to ask that day. So. Yeah, I, I, we appreciated that you put the effort, you know, you applied for the job and they were like, oh, I'd like someone to help. I'd like to use the service I'm applying for. It's amazing how few students, Hannah and I included when we were students, don't do that. You know, you, you the Office of Career Services, I think we have a good number of students that do use us, but it's amazing the ones that try for jobs and then they come in and it's the first time they've ever interacted with us. So the fact that you took the step to see, okay, I've turned, I have to sign up by five o'clock on Friday. So I'm going to get a resume review and do a mock interview before that by itself is more than most students do. So it did make a big impression and did, I certainly had you in front of mind when we did those interviews. So. <laughs> I'm actually like pretty familiar with the career services office. Like in my first freshman year, which was in the spring, I think I have been to the career services like once or twice for my resume review. But when I got like the job interview email saying, come sign up, I was like, okay, I must make sure I get this job. <laughs> and that's why I had to come back. So talk to us about some of the things that you've learned while you've been a career ambassador. Oh, I've learned a lot of things. One of the things I would say... I really learned, but I'll say like built up on my, my skill on is uh, conversation wise, like communication of skills. When I was back home, there are two things. One, I don't like talking in public or talking to people I don't meet, I don't know. And two, I don't really know how to like give my opinions and stuff to people who are like random strangers and stuff like that. But when I went for my visa interview, that was like when I had to develop the skill of talking to someone and being confident while talking because... If you're not confident enough, you're probably going to get denied of the visa. So and my dad didn't want that to happen because the exchange rate from uh, Nigerian Naira to US dollars is a lot. And if you spend that much, that kind of money, international parents spend to send their students to the US. Or you better be that, confident. Yeah, you better be confident. <laughs> so I feel like after that interview with Travis, I feel like that really helped too because... Once I finished with that interview, my dad called me straight up being like, okay, how did the interview go? I was like, well, it's a mock interview, but it went well. <laughs> and then after the second interview with Kat, which was the Zoom interview meeting, when, which was the actual interview for the job, I felt like, okay, I think I'm going to get the job. Yeah, that has built my confidence. And then giving tours and working side by side with students for resume, I feel like Working with students for resumes really helped a lot, more than the tours, because the tours are like, you might not give a tour in a day, but you probably might be working with students every single day. So students definitely help with my communicational skills. And even if you're working with students with resumes, you're not just helping the students, you're also helping yourself know better about resumes and stuff like that. So yeah, that is it. Resumes, tours, and the marketing of your travel. Yeah, I would say one of the things I think that people overlook is when you're a career ambassador and you're helping other students, you could see six, seven, eight different resumes in a day, right? Like, and yeah. you're just constantly seeing 
different ways of writing a resume, different majors, and you just get a lot of practice of looking at them and, and kind of understanding what it looks like to make a good resume. Yeah, that is true. So you mentioned, you know, programming being kind of your career goal. So where, where do you see yourself doing programming? Do you see back home? Do you see staying in the U.S.? You know, what do you, what do you, what do you see in the future for yourself? That is actually one thing I was talking to Anna about on a speed networking day, considering if I want to go back home or stay here. If I'll go back home and there's like a guaranteed job being like, okay, you want to be a programmer and not like taking over daddy's company or something. I can't take that. And it pays well. I can take that. But if there isn't something like that, I feel like I might stay in the US or go meet my family's, uh, my other relatives in Canada or UK or something. I feel like that's what I might do. So you have lots of opportunities, right? Like Canada, United States. You're not just maybe like, you know, like <laughs> oh, I'm going to stay in the US. I have kind yeah. of a global network helping me out here. Well, and we had one of your professors, uh, Diana Linville, was on a few episodes ago, and we talked about how computer science is just one of those industries where you can work basically anywhere. Everybody mm -hmm. needs, you know, everybody has a computer science department. Programming is way more prevalent now than it was even in the early 2000s. So you're going to have lots of options when you get done, too. So you all, you know, you can choose to stay or go and work in different places. So you're going to have lots of opportunities. So internships will be a big one. So we got to get, we got to get you one of those lined up. 100%. What's your favorite programming language? Uh, I would say Java, basically because I've forgotten most of the things in Python. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I really feel like a lot of students say they prefer Python to Java because Python is like really basic, being like, okay, if you want to write a print statement, you're literally going to say print and then the statement. But for uh, Java, you're going to say system out dot print and stuff like that. But I feel like Java is so easy. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just really easy to me i don't know it's just really easy to me that's a good yeah mm -hmm. i mean and being a programmer is not about explaining about programming <laughs> right. it's about doing it making it work yeah <laughs> what tips or tricks maybe i know you were fortunate enough to apply and and get a job pretty quickly as an international student on campus but what tips or tricks would you have for other international students to maybe help them have a better chance of getting a job on campus. I've said this. I've just, this is not the first time I'm saying this. There are a lot of internet. There are a lot of Nigerian students on campus. Two just came in last uh, this semester, and the first thing I said to them: If you guys want to work on campus, you got to make sure your resume is top notch. Because that's like I feel like that's the first thing that uh, an employer is going to look at. Being like, okay, let's see how your resume is built. I've applied for multiple jobs before trying to apply for the career service job. And I got denied, literally, all the time. I never thought it was about my resume until I came into the office. And then they looked at and my resume. And fixed your resume. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, the difference between my new resume and my old one was literally more than a whole mile. So I was like, okay, this got to go a long way. And then I applied with the new resume. My first, my first three applications, I got called for those three interviews. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> This is how this is how far it goes. So my first tip is gonna be your resume, definitely, and the cover letter, those two, and then maybe I I won't really say schedule because you can't predict uh, what time that what time that office has to offer uh, if it's gonna collide with your actual school schedule or something. But resume and cover letter should be the number one thing to look at first if you wanna uh, 
And if sometimes if you want to add a reference, you can do that. But I don't think all the jobs make that compulsory. But resumes is like the number one thing you got to make sure it's top notch. That is it. And I would say interviewing as well. Like you, you mentioned, you know, you knew eight other people that tried for visas and they didn't get it and you did. And then, you know, our mock interview went well, your interview for this position obviously went well because we gave you the job. Yeah. So I'd say your interviewing skills are also yeah, that is real important too. Especially if you're someone like me who doesn't feel confident talking to people, interview is going to go a long way. I was going to say to go back to the resume thing, talking about we just purchased a new software product. Could you tell us you've played with WiseDoc a little bit? Could you explain what it is and maybe how it could be useful to students? I feel like uh, WiseDoc is the more like the one missing piece this office had. And boom, it's just like when you're trying to fix a puzzle, but you, you just need <laughs> that one missing piece to make it look like a whole full picture or something, literally. Because WiseDoc goes a whole long way a lot of people don't know uh how to name their sections i do review some resumes and the sections are like named weirdly i think last week or something there's this dude who came in with his resume i suggested wise dog i said his resume looked good but the way he formatted it didn't look as much as i would want him to format it or the kind of suggestion i'm trying to give so i said just wise dog I explained how WiseDoc works and how we can format everything. I said, if you go with it, you can come back if you don't want us to go through this because it's going to be like 50 minutes going through it back and forth. So you can come back for reviewing and stuff like that. And he came back the next day showing me his resume and his resume looked a whole lot better with WiseDoc. Even my resume looks a whole lot better with WiseDoc <laughs> than, <laughs> than the normal uh, word. That, so WiseDoc is like really, really important or really really good software that was introduced i also helped cover letters too i didn't know that at first <laughs> that was really good yeah sometimes they're harder than resumes because you don't know what should be yeah. on there what shouldn't be on there and making it all match is a huge thing so a lot of my uh classmates in the professional development seminar class with diana linville we have this uh assignments draft resume i got a 15 out of 15 because i mean <laughs> if i don't get a 15 out of 15 i might as well just get fired all right <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of my classmates got 10 out of 15, 8 out of 15. And I'm like, it's a draft. Why are you giving them the not complete score? And then she said, if you go into the uh, assignment description, I said, go to the career services, review your resume, and then submit it. Most of them don't have the, uh, I think she did specify saying most of them don't have the wise that templates that were asked. I do have mine because... I must have done that practicing, but most of them don't have it. That's why they lost a lot of point over it. Good to know. Always, always important always to read the instructions. instructions. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> what advice would you have for other um, maybe international students who are thinking about studying somewhere else? I know that process can be kind of overwhelming. So, or even American, you know, or even you, yeah, U.S. American students, students wanting to go elsewhere. Study. Yeah, yeah. Main thing I'll say as an advice is research where you want to go first. Research the school and know all of that. That's like the main thing you must do. Because at first, I didn't know Northwest was a... Back home, the university I was going to, we were like, I think, the classes were really huge and there are a lot of students. So, and engineering is a huge deal in Nigeria, like a big deal. So we were like, I think, I think around 600 students in one classroom. It's a really big classroom. But I'm pretty sure 80% of those students in that class don't know what they're doing. <laughs> literally apart from those students sitting in the front seat they don't know what they're doing 
So when my dad started introducing these things to me, what I did was research about the schools, how big the school is, how big the classrooms are, if it's a co- more conducive environment. I mean, obviously, it's probably going to be a more conducive environment than various <laughs> classrooms. But if it's more conducive than the other schools lined up that I've chosen. So those are like the first things I started checking out. And then these are, I think I did check the uh, professor ratings for Oklahoma State University. I did check that. And then when Northwest came in the picture, I still think this, I know some people are going to hate on me for saying this, but I feel like Northwest uh, class facility is way better than that of OSU, 100%. I'm not, I'm not insulting anyone's school. I'm sorry for saying that, but that's just my opinion. Research about the school you're going, about the town, the lecturers, and probably the organizations on campus, because those are going to help too. Those are going to help. What organizations are you a member of? I'm a member of basic international student, <laughs> ISO, International Student Organization, ASO, African Student Organization. I think those are the only two organizations I mean. I wanted to join Student Senate, but then I think it's a lot of work. My, <laughs> my schedule this semester is, really, is pretty tight. I don't think I want to add something else to it. So that will be probably maybe in my junior year or something. Yeah, you got plenty of time. So. Yeah, I still got plenty of time. <laughs> you got physics over with, so yeah, <laughs> that takes that. a lot of time. <laughs> I'm interested, you know, you, you said Nigeria to Maryville, Missouri. That I had to think there were some huge changes. What was this? Were there, you did some research, so you probably knew what to expect, but what were some of the things that kind of surprised you about Missouri, maybe coming from the other side of the world, literally? The one thing which I'm pretty sure you heard the same thing from Tonini, all international students, is the weather. <laughs> That's 100%. When I just, I have families here, so when I was coming, they were like, oh, it's going to be cold. I'm like, oh, I'll call it Canivy. I don't, I'll cut, cut that. Then we landed in uh, Philadelphia. It wasn't really that cold as Philadelphia when I just landed in the United States. So I was like, yeah, I can do this. And I was even in the terminal. And then we landed in Kansas City. When I was about to get out of the airplane, I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. I'm feeling a little bit chilly. And then there was uh, the Northwest shuttle that was supposed to bring international students from the airport to uh, Maryville. That man had a sign of, of my name on it. I was like, oh, okay, fancy. He has a sign of my name. Okay, let's go. And then we were about to, w- I, we walked out of the terminal. I was already seeing snow from inside the terminal. <laughs> I was like, okay, I got, I got to see snow. I had a winter jacket on, like, trust me when I said I had a winter jacket on that day and a beanie on my head. I walked out of the terminal. It felt like I was thrown into a deep freezer. I swear to God. <laughs> I, w- I just started, sh- my voice started shaking and everything. I was, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and the mom said, oh, that's, that's Missouri for you. <laughs> and it's he even said, oh, don't worry, Kansas City is not as cold as Maryville because Maryville is at the top of a hill. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that weather has to be the one thing I'll change about Maryville because Nigeria's weather is, I think, an average of 20, 27 degrees Fahrenheit, sorry, Celsius, which is around, I think, 90 or 80-something degrees Fahrenheit. So it's like always hot in Nigeria, kind of. Always like, it's always summer. If I can say that. Maybe. Yes, that's quite different. <laughs> and it's never summer here unless it's summer. And then it's unless summer. It's summer. <laughs> and it's 100 degrees with 100% humidity. Yes. So. Another thing I can say about Nigeria and uh, where I'm from and Maryville is the size of the, this place itself. Maryville is 
land-wise, Maryville is big, but when it comes to population, Maryville, there are not that much people. I mean, coming from a city with one of, one of the most populated cities in the world and the most populated in Africa, I think I can say, yeah, Maryville is not that much. There are not a lot of people in Maryville. There are, like, I think, less than 20,000. I somewhat like it. Because I don't like dealing with like being overcrowded or something like that. I don't like dealing with that. So I somewhat like it that maybe it's not like that populated. But it is a big difference too. Yeah, it is a big difference. difference. It's a huge difference. (laughs) A city with over, I think, 11 million people compared to Maryville with 20,000 people. Um, (laughs) That's a huge difference. It's like just a few of your classes at your university. My university back home, I think it's more populated. Yeah, I think there aren't 30,000, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not like the biggest, but it's a little bit populated. So what is your dream job? Or maybe with your dream company, what would your dream job with your dream company be? My dream job, per se, would be having my own company. That's what I'll say. Because growing up, my brother and I have never said we want to be like a full-time worker under someone. No, we want to have our own company and stuff. But if it's a dream job to work for a company, I've never actually thought of this, but I'd want to say Tesla, but I don't think I want to go for Tesla anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I love Elon Musk, but I don't know. I don't think I want to go for Tesla anymore. It says their employees work so much and they don't get uh, all of that. But now I think I will say probably Google or something. Yeah, because Google is like a really good company to work with. If you have that on your resume, that's a big deal. Google or Microsoft. So if you were to start your own company then, because I, I respect that, what would you do? I mean, you're going to have some computer skills when you get out of here. What are you interested in doing? Probably like uh, creating maybe like a website or a search engine or maybe an app. One of those two. Search engine or an app. Because that is where the money is at. Yeah. So you're going to watch out Google. You're going to work for Google. <laughs> then you're just going to create a competitor, right? <laughs> work for google steal the idea <laughs> and hopefully they don't sue me so <laughs> i think that's what i'm gonna do probably all right well thank you so much for being on here we appreciate it and if you'd like to see hussein in person feel free to stop by the career services office uh and, and have your resume reviewed by you with your resume. <laughs> absolutely thanks for having me all right well that will do it for another episode of behind the bearcat and we'll talk to you next time <laughs>